everyone. Welcome to the Better Bible Reading Podcast with Kevin Morris. In our final episode of the year 2021, I like to make these kind of episodes at the very end of the year to help all of you out because this is a podcast and a YouTube channel dedicated to reading the Bible. And so normally during this time of the year, when we're coming off of the vacation time and, and just taking a break from our normal routines, we start thinking about New Year's resolutions, we start thinking about Bible reading plans, uh, spiritual growth, uh, goals that you might have. And so I always like to come in, help to uh, show you along the way, and give you some uh, tips, some advice, and uh, just share uh, by way of uh, transparency what I'm going to be up to this upcoming year, 2022. I made an episode last year uh, that came across uh, pretty well of how to read the Bible in 2021, and so uh, maybe I'll just follow the uh, annual episode uh, recipe now and call this How to Read the Bible in 2022. Uh, But these episodes aren't always the same because I always like to do things a little bit different uh, just to keep myself fresh and not to get stuck in... um, Routines aren't bad, but not to get stuck in the same kind of routine. Uh, I like to explore different pathways of reading the Bible, and that normally equates to different kinds of Bibles, different uh, versions of the Bible, different reading plans altogether. And so what I wanted to do on this episode, just to try to keep it short and sweet for all of you, is to share what I'm going to be doing and hopefully give you some ideas if you are just totally blank. Or if you uh, just want to know what I'm doing and to follow along with me. And so I wanted to first uh, give you what I think is going to be a great way to begin the year. And that is to take an active approach to reading your Bible. What I mean by that is to find yourself a Bible that is going to make you an active reader. Um, The difference between being an active reader versus being a passive reader um, could be equated to how you read anything. You could read a newspaper article in a way that's very passive. It's meant to inform you of something. Maybe it's meant to get you thinking a little bit. Uh, But in general, you're taking a passive approach and just letting the words themselves soak in. Contrast that with an active reading approach where you're engaging with what's in front of you. That could be underlining, that could be highlighting, that could be, in the 21st century, writing a blog post about it or doing a book review about something. Uh, But in a more kind of average, down-to-earth way that doesn't necessarily mean pulling out your laptop and typing out something, it would just be getting yourself a Bible that allows you to do some writing, to do some underlining, to do some highlighting, some circling, drawing arrows, whatever the case may be for you. And these I call um, active uh, reading Bibles. So I'm not talking about just a typical Bible that's just a straight-up approach where you have just the text of the Bible, verses, chapters, headings, maybe some cross-references, and that's about it. And then the text is going to be all the way to the end of the margins. That would be just your typical reading Bible. Or something that is an ultra-reading experience, which would be something like the ESV Reader's Set. 
where you have nothing but the text. You have no chapter numbers, no verse numbers, no headings or anything, uh, just the text. And that would be for a full-on passive approach where you're reading it and just letting the text uh, speak to you. Nothing wrong with that, and I am a huge advocate of that. By the way, if you want to know a little bit more about all of these things that I'm just kind of rambling about, uh, you can go to betterbiblereading.com, enroll yourself in my free course of how to read the Bible. You'll see it at the very top of the website. You can click and enroll, Better Reading for Life. And I go over all the different kinds of Bibles. Uh, Again, totally free, just something uh, for you to check out if you want to know more details about this. Uh, But let's transition back to uh, my original approach uh, for the year 2022. So nothing wrong with passive reading. There's a time and place for it, and you can mix uh, and match, if you will. Uh, But this year, I wanted to take really a more active approach myself, because in the year 2021, I've kind of taken a passive approach. I've done a lot more reading, because my uh, the year 2020 and even 2019 was really heavy on underlining and highlighting and and jotting down stuff. And so I wanted to take a break this past year and just do a little bit more passive reading. And so now I'm getting back into some different ways of doing some active reading. So I wanted to give you uh, three different options that you could choose from. And then I'm going to go over some Bible reading plans that will hopefully be helpful to you as well. And so if you're watching this and not just listening on, on the podcast feed, Uh, you'll be able to see uh, what I'm talking about. And if you're just listening, uh, feel free to go over to the YouTube channel or to the website where you'll see the the video embedded, and you can actually visualize what I'm talking about here. So three options. The first is the ESV Journaling Bible. Now, all three of these Bibles that I'm going to show you are called wide-margin Bibles. The difference is a journaling Bible, which is our first option here, is going to have lines for you to ride on. And so the way that this works is, and now to bring in my uh, other camera here, the way this works is that you have the text in front of you. A journaling Bible is typically going to be smaller in size. So just by way of comparison, you can see uh, this is about the length of my hand, and I do not have giant hands. So Uh, translate that to the fact that the text itself is pretty small. And so you have to be kind of okay with that, although there are other options. But the name of the game here in a journaling Bible is that, let me actually turn to a blank page so you can see, uh, beside the text, so on the ESV journaling Bible here, each page is two-column text, and the page on the left has a wide margin to the left, the page on the right has a wide margin to the right. And it is, I don't know, about an inch and a half, probably a little bit less than two inches there. Um, And you have some very uh, kind of almost dotted lines uh, to just give you an idea of what to write and where to write. The way that I like to use this, and I was given this Bible uh, from my in-laws as a Christmas gift uh, last year, the way to use this Bible for me is to, instead of trying to write notes on every verse, uh, due to the size, for one thing, um, I decided to use this Bible as a way to just give a chapter summary of what I'm reading. So this is, for example, the book of Job. Uh, I've completed the entire book of Job in here, and I just wrote a summary of each and every chapter along next to it. 
a summary being my initial thoughts and kind of how I would uh, equate what has just happened. And um, you can kind of see that you don't have to follow one chapter per page because sometimes you have multiple chapters per page. So I just put a little note like for here, that's the beginning of chapter 32. And it goes on to the next page where chapter 33 begins. And uh, some guys call this uh, writing a digest. It's just a very simple summary of the chapter. And the, the name of the game here is to meditate on the scriptures. It's one thing to read it. It's one thing to be asked, what did you just read? And how would you summarize it? And how would you maybe pull together uh, the big ideas that you came across in the chapter and summarize it? And you'll find that this is a really great way to build scripture memory. Not necessarily memorizing verses, but if somebody were to ask you, um, what's the point of the book of Job, or what goes on in the book of Job, being able to write is a way uh, to kind of seal in your memory of something. And why wouldn't you want to do that in something like the Bible? And this really helps you not only complete your reading, but it helps you be able to take it, digest it, and then um, write it down in a way that kind of seals it in and allows you to remember things. A great way uh, to kind of force yourself to interact with books that you might not otherwise do this in, like the book of Job. Job is kind of complicated because it's poetic. There's uh, different people that keep taking turns speaking all throughout the book. And so, when you write, uh, it kind of forces you to follow the, the trail of thought between uh, the different people, Job and his three friends. And I found that this was a great way for me to really follow along with what's happening in the book. Um, you might find it's easier to write a summary of a chapter in a book like Job or a narrative like Genesis as compared to one of the New Testament epistles like the book of Romans. It would probably be difficult uh, to summarize chapter 9 of Romans or chapter 8 of Romans because there's so much there. But again, this forces you to interact with the text and there's nothing like a good challenge of trying to summarize what's being said. All right, so that's the first option, ESV Journaling Bible published by Crossway. I'll put a link to this as well as the other two Bibles if you decide that you want to snag one of these for your own in the year 2022. Okay, the next option is more of the kind of classic wide-margin Bible. Now, this is the ESV wide-margin Bible. I got this right before my wife and I were married. Uh, so, it is going on uh, kind of 12, let's see, I, I put a note here. Uh, so, almost seven years exactly when we bought this Bible. And... This is bigger. So by comparison, uh, the journaling Bible versus the ESV wide margin, you can see it's quite a bit of difference. And I think I'm probably going to make a video uh, for those of you who do follow the YouTube channel of kind of my crash test of the ESV wide margin because uh, this is not genuine leather. This is bonded leather and you can see it is just really getting to be tattered up. I need to get somebody to rebind it for me. Um, so the big thing you're going to notice here is that there are no lines in the margins for you to write on. And the text has actually been taken and centered so that you have a smaller margin on either side of the page 
instead of the text being pushed to the center and having a big margin, uh, but just one on each page. And so I guess you can kind of decide which you prefer. So this is really, again, you can use these Bibles however you want. I'm just telling you how I use them. The journaling Bible I use for chapter summaries, and now uh, the wide margin Bible, which I've had for the better part of seven years now almost, um, I use for a highlighting system. I use for underlining. I use for drawing uh, drawing uh, circles and maybe a box of text. Put something off to the side. And I've come up with an entire highlighting system, which I'll share with you all uh, later on. Or you can watch that free course and you'll see it there as well. Um, but what I do is I... Instead of writing chapter summaries, I just write little notes, maybe a phrase, maybe a word, maybe an entire sentence off to the side. So I turned here to First Peter. First Peter is probably one. Actually, I'll show you First John because I think First John is even more full than First Peter. Just uh, stuff kind of going on everywhere. I will warn you that the longer you do this, <laughs> the more uh, overwhelmed you'll look. Uh, at the page each time you open your Bible, and so uh, just take that with a with a grain of salt, I guess, depending on how you like to write. Um, but the name of the game here is again scripture meditation, maybe even memorization. When you're interacting with the text on a personal level, it helps you to comprehend things that you wouldn't otherwise comprehend because when you're almost on watch looking for things to highlight. You're going to come across a phrase, and you're going to say, oh, I've never thought about why the Apostle John uses that phrase right there. And you might write a note off to the side, or it might make you think of a different verse that uh, you've come across in a different book of the Bible, and you make a little bit of correlation. Or, for example, uh, for this, I've noticed that the word abide takes place a lot on this particular page, and so you can see I've uh, highlighted the word abide every time it takes place, and you can kind of see uh, these thematic patterns like that. And that's really helpful, again, for following uh, certain trends that you'll see in the book. But the name of the game is to build some kind of highlighting system, some kind of cross-reference system, some kind of uh, theme or note-taking system and wide margin Bibles and journaling Bibles are really helpful for doing that because they force you to approach the text in a way that you wouldn't otherwise approach it in your normal Bible that you're reading. Now, both of these, because they aren't a genuine leather, they're very inexpensive to get your hands on. And again, I'll put a link to those if you decide you want to buy them. Now, here's one more option. This one was... Uh, the last wide margin Bible that I bought. And I bought this one, number one, because by way of comparison, uh, you can see that it is bigger than the other two. Uh, number two, because both of those first options I showed you are English Standard Version, which is my translation of choice. Um, however, I find that it's good to not put all your eggs in one basket. And so this basket that I have bought is uh, a large print, wide margin Bible, and it's the King James Version. 
Now this, again, uh, this one's not genuine leather either. So this was, I think, $30 or less. Um, the reason I got this one, that I bought this uh, August of 2020, uh, because I just happened to come across it, I think, on Amazon and saw it, and I thought, I need to get a King James wide margin so that I can uh, start a new process, because as you saw, my ESV wide margin is starting to get really cluttered. And you'll notice on this one, just to show you again on the screen, uh, that it is a much easier on the eyes. It is uh, really uh, a great Bible, in my opinion. And what I've done with this one is to just take the basic uh, approach that I have in my ESV wide margin Bible, but to be a little bit more selective, just so I don't end up fluttering the page quite so much. Now, this is really helpful because the King James Version, as we know, as 21st century people, is not as easy to read as a modern translation. That can actually play to your advantage, though, when we're using uh, this active reading method, because when you come across something that is not so easy to read, uh, coming across the Old English and having to stop and follow along slowly is actually your best friend in this case because it forces you uh, to take an active approach. You can't just read uh, by way of leisure um, what you come across in the King James Version, unless you're just really used to that translation, and some people are. Uh, but I, I think it's a great version to use for uh, a wide margin Bible and for doing some note-taking. And so here's just an example in the book of Galatians. Uh, the book of Galatians, Paul is dealing with the problem that the Galatians were causing for him. <laughs> Basically, they're buying into this false gospel. They're buying into this idea of justification by their own works. And so Paul gives a defense of the gospel being by grace alone through faith alone. So as that theme comes across, um, anything that's really focusing in on Faith in Jesus Christ, not our works of the law, I've highlighted in orange, kind of as the theme to the book of Galatians. And you'll see on each page I, I come across uh, more of those themes, and I highlight them in orange to kind of show that. Um, another thing that I really like about this Bible that is not the case in either of the other two options I showed you is that instead of having um, a center column of cross-references, or a block at the bottom of the page, or anything like that. What this uh, King James Version has for cross-references is it has little cross-references just cited at the end of every verse. And I find that to be really, really helpful. So just for example, verse 7, uh, which is not another, verse 7 of Galatians 1, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. You got a period after the word Christ, and then you have uh, in smaller print Acts fifteen twenty four, Galatians five ten, and twelve. I really like that because sometimes it's a little annoying to have those small cross reference letters like a U or a W, and having to follow where that U and W is in that cross reference block that's somewhere else on the page. It's really helpful to just have it right there. Um, and another thing, too, is that this cross-reference Bible, as opposed to that ESV, the ESV is in paragraph form. 
this one is in paragraph form, but it's also uh, line by line verses. So you'll see um, that verses don't start in the middle of the little paragraphs. Um, they're just in order. Every verse is its own little mini paragraph. So now let's talk about reading plans. Reading plans obviously are in some cases a dime a dozen because there's literally a reading plan for anything you could possibly be trying to do with your Bible. And so there's no shortage of them. And so I don't pretend in any way to ever have a premium on Bible reading plans. Uh, R.C. Sproul's Ligonair.org has a wonderful blog post they do every single year uh, with new reading plans for you to try out. And so I highly recommend you go to Ligonair.org to check that out. Um, but just let's keep it basic, okay? Let's not get into really complicated stuff because uh, more of the complexity is in the way we're reading the Bible. So if we keep what we're reading uh, pretty simple, uh, then you might find yourself to be um, having a better time and maybe stick with it long as opposed to a kind of heavy reading. So I'm going to share with you what I'm doing and then uh, just take your pick. Okay, so uh, first of all, it's important to know um, that if you want to read the entire Bible in a year, which I do recommend you do every single year, then this really comes out to, to put it simply, about three chapters a day. That's pretty simple. Uh, now, not all chapters are the same length, so some days that might mean more or less reading. For example, some of the Psalms are very short, uh, but the book of uh, Jeremiah is going to have long chapters. Uh, so some of the more narrative books, like, like Deuteronomy, might have some long chapters as well, or First and Second Kings. Uh, but in general, uh, just know that about three chapters a day, you can read the entire Bible in a year. And that's very doable. Uh, you can do it all at one time. You could do uh, two in the morning, one in the evening. You could do one for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, just however you decide. And you'll find that that is a very easy thing uh, to keep up with. Now, what I'm doing this year, because I'm getting ready to go under some uh, studying and some uh, teaching qualifications in my denomination, the PCA, um, it's called getting uh, prepared for uh, being licensed as a uh, preacher. What I'm going to do is a lot of tests and a lot of exams on Bible knowledge. And so this particular year, 2022, I'm going to try to read through the Bible twice. And so that translates to about six chapters a day. Um, sometimes uh, I might do a little bit more, and so I want to finish the Bible once by the time I get through June, and then finish it again. You could really take your pick on how you do that, uh, but the name of the game is really just to double what would take one year, and so three chapters a day to read it through once, bump that up to six chapters a day, and you could read it through twice. Um, so I might incorporate um, some passive and active reading in the way that I do that. I might read it through once in my Bible where I don't have a pen in my hand. I might do it another time where I do have a pen in my hand for my journaling or for my wide margin reading. Really take your pick, right? Make it, make it your own of whatever sounds interesting to you. 
I also have uh, what I call um, my aerial view reading plan, and I'll put a link to that in the description. This is, instead of reading a certain amount of chapters a day, this is reading a certain amount of Bible books uh, every month. And it's not chronological, so you don't start in Genesis and end in Revelation. What I've done is I've tried to take all the genres in the Bible. So, for example, um, the Pentateuch, which is the books of Moses, the first five books of the Bible, um, the New Testament epistles, uh, the Gospels, and the book of Acts, uh, the historical writings, so think First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, um, the prophets, taking all those genres and pulling from a selection of them. And the name of the game with this one is to get a good diversity of genres. Sometimes it can get a little monotonous to be stuck in the prophets for a long time, or to be stuck in the historical writings, or to be stuck in the wisdom literature. It's good to mix things up. God didn't choose to speak to us in just one literary format. He used a range of literary formats, and so our reading should use a range. Now, obviously, you can get through all of them if you start in Genesis and just work your way through, but it's fun to mix things up, and so why not do that with this particular Bible reading plan? Again, I just call it my aerial view reading plan because you kind of get a snapshot of the Bible as a whole, and you pull from individual uh, varieties of writing. So again, I'll put a link in the description for that if you're interested. Um, but probably a really great tool that you should use is from my friend, uh, Pastor Matt Everhard. Uh, the last episode that we just had uh, was my interview with him for our Teaching Thursday series in our Theoretical Practical Theology with Peter Van Maastricht. Um, please go back to that previous episode. Some great uh, feedback uh, from those of you who have seen it. Uh, really one of the best uh, things that I've done on this channel, in my opinion, because I was able to bring in somebody uh, that could talk to us about Jonathan Edwards' connection to Peter Van Maastricht and what he thought of the book that we're reading on Teaching Thursdays, which we will jump back into uh, after the first of the year. But he has a great resource, which is a super simple idea. And basically what it is, is it is a piece of paper that you can download, print, and have uh, stuck and just tape it into the inside of your Bible. And it is every book of the Bible uh, from beginning to end with little boxes next to each book for the amount of chapters that are in each book. Very simple, but the name of the game with this is that if you want to read through the entire Bible, but you don't want to read in chronological order, or maybe you just want to float around, maybe you just want to read uh, two chapters in 2 Corinthians, and then you want to bounce over to the book of Revelation, and you want to bounce back to the book of Exodus, you can do that because what you have on that piece of paper is the ability for you to track your progress. Just put a checkbox or uh, color it in or however you want to do it next to the chapter that you completed. That way, regardless if you want to stay in that book or not, your progress is uh, recorded. And then you don't have to have a gazillion bookmarks in your Bible or those little sticky tabs. Uh, you just go to your chart and see, oh, I've read everything but the last two chapters in First Corinthians this year. 
So you can go read chapters 15 and 16, and then, you know, you're done, and put a checkbox on those. Um, please don't think of this as a legalistic, literally checking the box of reading your Bible for the day. This is really just to track your progress without you having to be forced into uh, how many bookmarks you have, or um, staying into a book until the very end. You can float around and still do that, back to that earlier example, read your three chapters a day, and you can choose where those three chapters are. And that way, by the end of the year, um, you will have read the Bible in essentially any order that you wanted to. And so I'll put a link to that as well. I think it's a really great resource that he has. And again, really simple idea. Um, but please take advantage of all of these because the name of the game here is to pick and choose which one you want to dedicate yourself to this year. Take yourself out of the comfort zone of what you've done, especially if your comfort zone is not reading your Bible or not completing some kind of a Bible reading plan. Put yourself um, into a position where you can truly grow and your Bible reading really does become better in the year 2022. I'm here to help you every step of the way. I'm going to continue to have weekly content. I'm going to continue to help you with things like Bible reviews and really focusing in on this idea of active reading. I'll be sharing a lot more videos this upcoming year, really focusing in on those things I've talked about, like highlighting and even writing your own commentary on books of the Bible, things to really help you develop as a reader and hopefully lover of God's Word. Okay, well, thank you so much for a great year of 2021. I've really appreciated being with all of you. I've appreciated seeing the uh, subscribers grow on YouTube. I can see that there's starting to be an added interest in what I'm doing. Um, all of you who have been dedicated listeners uh, to the podcast uh, for multiple years now, we're going on year three, and as well, those of you who are patrons, I really appreciate all of the support allowing me um, to do things that would cost me a whole bunch of money uh, down the long road and and being able to help me offset those costs. Really, really appreciate that. Uh, if you do want to be a patron, just go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash better Bible reading. You can support me to any amount that you want, but I do have support tiers so that whichever one you choose, uh, you'll get uh, exclusive uh, gifts and access to things uh, as my way of saying thank you for your support. Okay, well, have a great rest of your year, uh, hopefully what's left of it, <laughs> because this is dropping almost New Year's Eve. Uh, but if you have stumbled across this in the year 2022, um, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago, but the second best time to plant a tree is today. And so if you're not watching this before January 1st, please do not throw in the towel and say, I waited too long, I can't do anything now. Just start on whatever day it is, pick a plan, pick a Bible, and get to work, and you will see results. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. Well, this is Kevin Morris with the Better Bible Reading Podcast. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Take care.